This is episode number 47 of the Church Collective Podcast. Man, it has been so cool to connect with so many worship leaders over at thechurchcollective.com. If you haven't yet, uh, we would love to hear from you. Go ahead and hit the contact form there and get in touch with us. In this episode, Miles interviews the gang from For All Seasons just about some awesome worship leading stuff. And again, we're here to help equip and empower worship leaders all over the world. So here we go with the Church Collective Podcast, episode number 47. do that when you play at churches are you doing like leading Sunday morning worship in lieu of the band or are you doing like special events kind of thing uh, it's mostly just kind of filling in and giving a worship leader time off or nice. off and we come in and do that Sunday morning uh, it's rare that we do I don't think we've ever done like an hour-long worship set for a Sunday morning but um, Wednesday nights or Sunday nights we'll do stuff like that a lot where we're just cool. filling in, and then anything else during the week is special events. Cool. You guys, do you guys do that um, like on at the same church? Like, if you led worship that morning, would you do like a concert or something that night at the same church? Yeah. Cool. Yeah, that makes it fun to where they kind of present us as, as of right now, hopefully different in the future. But as of right now, the, the Hume band that their kids get to. Oh right, right. And so um, the parents get to experience it as well. And then offer as if like a, hey, if you guys want to come see them tonight, they're playing a full set. You get to hear more of their music. It's fun. Cool. So, yeah. yeah, that's awesome. That's probably cool for the parents to be able to hear the band that their students have been hearing. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. fun. And another thing that we've done in the past, which we haven't done much recently, but we're going to do on Tuesday, or no, on Wednesday, um, we'll like call a Christian school in the area and find out when their chapel is like during the week and then play like a worship set during one of their chapels and then invite the kids to like a youth group event that's happening like either at the church at the same facility or like a church in the area. Cool. So it's cool. Like, well, I think we really enjoy like picking a city and just playing as much as we can in that city. And a lot of times we'll see people come out to like two or three events. Oh, cool. Yeah, which is really fun because yeah. I feel like we're able to like build those relationships with people a lot more than just like a one-off and then leaving, you know. Right, never see them again, yeah. Yeah. That's cool. That's, yeah, that sounds super fun. Um, awesome. So let me talk to you guys about your, your album for a little bit, uh, yeah. the new album. So uh, you guys recorded that in Nashville, right? Mm-hmm. So just – Describe describe how that was going out to Nashville, recording out there. What was that whole process like for you guys? Well, uh, we uh, the scary thing was is that we went out there without our instruments. Uh, we had guitars and drum, like snare and cymbals, pretty much, and that was about it. So, so we had gear, yeah. So we had to kind of uh, call on friends out there and see if they could allow us to borrow their stuff, which came through and things sounded awesome. Or we loved how the record came out, the sounds that we got. So um, that was a huge blessing to be able to get instruments that were quality and sounded great. So that was cool. But um, went out there the first three days. We did pre-production, which basically we took our demos 
sat down with our producer, who Jared, who's Jared Fox, and Randy can touch on him more later because he loves the dude. We, we all, all love do. him. <laughs> a special connection with him. But uh, and the crazy thing about Jared is that we had never met him before. Like Johnny and him had had phone conversations, but like the day before pre-production, we just like met up at Frothy Monkey, which is a coffee shop out there, and just like. We didn't really know who we were really looking for. Yeah. <laughs> it's like a blind date. Yeah, it was. was a blind date. Nice. Uh, so we do the three days of pre-production, sit down with him, and he kind of just walked us through and said, yeah, this part needs to be sh cut shorter. Uh, why, did, why don't you guys just do this? Um, this needs a stronger hook for a guitar line or maybe a vocal melody. We kind of just worked our way through each song to where we had um, a solid, uh, I think it was a... We brought 12 songs and then cut it down to 11. Uh, and then we had the weekend off. And then that Monday, we went into the studio and did drums and then did bass, electrics, acoustic, and then vocals. And that whole process was about three and a half weeks. Awesome. Uh, were, you, were you guys just recording during the week and then you could like hang out on the weekends? And I think we did some Saturdays, right? Yeah. We just always took Sunday off. Nice. Took the last Sunday. Yeah, we did a half Sunday once. <laughs> I mean, for us and for Jared, it was like because we're out of town. It's like once we leave, we're done. And because there was right. forty definite, like your flight leaves this day. Yeah. That he was more willing, and obviously we were eager to just like be in there as much as possible. Because even as we look at it now, we still wish we had had more time. Like, we're definitely happy with our record, for sure. But you always kind of wish you'd had more time. So next project, we'll, we'll for sure carve out, carve out at least a month. Nice. And are you guys going back to the same place to do the next record? We hope so. That's the hope. So. So do you guys you guys know people out in Nashville? Or was that, what, was the, what was the draw to going out there? Well... Music industry in LA is really expensive, and and isn't that cool? And it's not that great. <laughs> it's, it's like there's a lot of things that go into it, but with Nashville, you're able to get this quality mixed with this surplus of gear that's just like on every corner. Um, and once you add in like costs of travel and all that kind of stuff, it would end up being the same, if not less, than doing it out in L.A. Oh, wow. It's just nice to get a change of pace, like to to go somewhere and say, this is what we're here to do and not to be distracted by other things. And then we obviously also have friends out there, so it's nice to get away. And, I mean, it's the Christian music capital, so if there's meetings that we're wanting to go into, like we had a meeting with a booking agency while we were there, just like there's so much that it offers Producers, gear, people, just barbecue. Barbecue. I mean, that's not too bad either. But uh, yeah, it was so worth it. Because at first we weren't sure if it would cost too much. Right. But we really did the math. It wasn't, I mean, it wasn't a lot for sure. We got a killer deal on our record. That's awesome. Yeah, that was, I was just curious about that because like, you guys are from Southern California. Like, There's probably like a million recording studios there. But I totally get that, trying to be out of the area and kind of going for that purpose. It sounds like a, a great idea. 
Awesome. Well, I mean, I love your guys' record. It's it's great. I listen to you all the time. We do a bunch of your guys' songs in our high school group here at, at church, and um, all of our students are, like, obsessed with your band. So. <laughs> um, <laughs> but no joke, though. They totally are. Um, <laughs> it's funny. Uh, but, uh, yeah, so let's talk about, um, speaking of um, kind of segueing to, to Hume a little bit, um, Talk to me about camp ministry, just because we, I mean, we talk to people all the time that, you know, they're just, they just tour or they're, you know, whatever, worship leaders at churches and stuff. But um, camp ministry is a little bit different, and you guys have been doing that for a while. So talk about your experience at Hume Lake and what it's been like doing all those weeks in a row with all the students and um, just kind of that flow and how that works for you guys. I think two words that come to mind is worthwhile and, and exhausting. Mm. So, uh, it's I guess I think one another way to really have a really cool uh, description of it is um, one of our bosses said, "If you are exhausted at the end of a week, you've done your job right." And what that allows you to to do is to um, ask Christ for the strength to go through the next week and rely on Him solely. If you are relying on your own strength, it's really hard. Or you're doing things out of your flesh. And uh, I, just, I think it allows you to really focus on why you are there when you have to rely on the strength uh, to get to the next week uh, by the way of Christ being the, um, the person supplying that. So Yeah. I, I think like, just human in general, like, it was never something that we were like, you know, when we when we started playing at Biola University, like we, we weren't thinking like, oh, we just want to play Hume. Like we're, we'll do everything we can to like take the right steps to be the Hume band or something like that. Um, honestly, like when we graduated, we were still playing like at churches in the area in Southern California. Um, but we really had like it was definitely a miracle when we got that phone call to come up and play. Like it was the fall of two thousand ten. 2010 and uh they had had a band scheduled to play in the fall season and they like dropped out at the last second and so the, the guy that was running it at the time uh remembered johnny from biola and just called him up and he was like hey remember you guys were a worship band at biola like are you guys still playing if so we'd like to have you up here for two and a half months and then we kind of had like a few weeks to just decide whether you know, to, to think about it and pray, like, God, is this what you want us to do? And initially, we were kind of all going in different directions, like, um, completely different fields of study at Biola, and just all going to different places. And, like, through that fall season, God really showed us what he had in store for us, and that it was worth uh, foregoing all of those things that we were going for, and and just kind of really soaking into this opportunity that he'd given us. And so we all like quit whatever we were doing and pursued it full time. And uh, it's just been incredible to see like how that one phone call has really shaped who we are as a group. Um, just like the leadership we've been able to be under at the, at the camp, uh, the ministry we've been able to do with these kids, like to see life change week after week to see God use worship to speak to kids and uh, really impact their lives. Like 
it's really it's really shaped us to the point of knowing that music isn't our ministry that like people is our ministry but music is the vehicle that gets us there and i i think we're all hoping and praying that that's that's the mentality that we keep even as we exit the human realm is to remember that god has us here to speak truth to draw people and worship to an encounter with christ and then it's just the way that we go about doing that is through writing music which we all love and all love doing but it's that i think when we look back like it's just a, a period of our lives that we're just really grateful that we were able to be a part of yeah that's that's awesome that's yeah that's um it's just an interesting niche i mean you guys are doing something different than um, a lot of people that is it interesting that you mentioned that about um the, the hume you know being the hume band i feel like that's just with people I know and bands I've come in contact with um, that haven't really gotten, all, like I guess, anywhere significant, for lack of a better word, in with their their music, is sort of that's like a goal. Is like, oh, we just want to be the Hume band. If we can only play at Hume, then like that'll kickstart everything. And um, I came in contact with a band in Northern California. I was helping out for a week at a middle school camp. Um, playing with some people and the band that was there for the rest of the summer, that was like their mentality was like, oh, we're just using this as like a stepping stone to, to get to human. and <laughs> like a terrible attitude. Uh, it was like really sad to, to see, but like that was kind of their, their mentality. So it's, that's cool to hear from you guys that it wasn't like, you know, you weren't dying to get there, but God brought it your way and it's totally shaped your ministry and, and who you guys are. And that's, that's really neat. Yeah, and I, and I don't think, like, the strive to play at Hume, like, is a bad thing at all. Like, it's, it's right. such a great ministry to be a part of. Um, but I think, like, to see it as a stepping stone would kind of be an error. In or thinking. to see anything as a stepping stone. Yeah, I think, like, just as believers, like, we're, we're called to work hard and bury into where God has us in the moment. And mm -hmm. so, like, something me and Johnny have always said, like, since the beginning— is just like if our ministry ended tomorrow would it have been worth it and so like to never see like oh if we just get signed at a record label or like oh if we just play that stadium or if we get on that one tour like i think we as human beings like we struggle with that like future looking mentality and kind of parenthetical living uh but i think like one thing we've always tried to remind each other of is to just really really dig in deep where we are in the moment. And I think like it even shows itself with like wanting to stay in a city for a whole week. Like, yeah, I just want to really take advantage of it and not like move on knowing that like God, God wants to use us in a big way. And like, we just want to be available for that. Like by all means. Yeah. So, that's, that's great. It's that's definitely great. like could have been a stepping stone, you know, but I think like it's just important to maintain the mentality of of really, yeah, soaking into to where you are. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Um, so talking talking about Hume and talking about uh, moving on, what's next uh, for you guys? It's a great question. <laughs> we are completely unaware of what's going on, but we're. 
I don't know. The, I've talked to multiple people about it, and it's like when we started at Hume, we were in this place of complete dependency because we just didn't know what was next. And it's what's Hume, at least. Like, Hume would just hire us for one season, and we'd say, all right, like, we'll see how this goes. I mean, even falling into our first season at Hume, it was like a three-week like, hey, you're starting in three weeks. We need you to, like, drop everything and move here. We're like, uh, we don't know anything about this place. So just that mentality and how much we had to trust the Lord. And I think we're just sent. well, I know, and that's why we made this decision, just sensing this need to continue on and get back to that place of dependency because no matter how great Hume is, it can really quickly become a crutch for us. Um and the truth is that, is that if we want this ministry to expand, then we have to expand. We can't just stay in the same place. And so we're definitely walking into this next season feeling that weight of needing to be dependent on the Lord because, in all honesty, we don't know exactly what it is going to look like. I mean, we can confidently say, like, yeah, we're going to tour the heck out of our schedule and just be on the road all the time. Um but there's just a lot that goes into it with like whether we sign on with anybody and that's like label or booking management, like what that looks like, or if we want to stay completely independent or uh, if we do get on a tour, if we don't get on a tour and we want to plan our own tour. So those are kind of the questions we're walking through right now. Um, but we've got a lot on our calendar. So we're definitely going to be playing a ton, but now we're just trying to figure out what does it look like to structure that instead of it just being like, we're gone, we're gone, we're gone. Instead to create a healthy environment where it's like, okay, we're gone for a big chunk. And then we get to be home and in community. Cause that's what Hume gave us was community because we'd be in one place for such a large chunk of time. And so we don't want to completely abandon that way of doing ministry because if we do then we'll just exhaust ourselves completely so um just trying to figure out what what a completely open calendar where we can do whatever we want looks like for us because it kind of has felt like we're in school where it's like all right it's summer break like we just finished the summer season at Hume, and now we have three and a half months till we go back for winter like what do we want to do during this very designated amount of time but now Hume's done, and it's like, all right, the world's your oyster. What do you want to do? <laughs> like, uh, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> so all that to say, play a lot, but we're still figuring out the specifics. Gotcha. Uh, we feel that pressure, too, of, of people asking us, you know, like, what's next? Kind of like, I don't know, even just <laughs> myself, like, I, I feel the pressure of having to have an answer. Mm. Like... Yeah, well, we we want to do this, we want to do this, we want to do this. But I feel like like what's been a part of a huge aspect of this band from the beginning is just like I don't know what we're gonna do, but God's gonna show us where to go. And like I don't know, it might sound like trite or something, but it's totally just like where we've been the whole time. And I feel like when we have an answer of where we're going, it's kind of just it's always just a guess of like uh, I'm pretty sure like we'll probably be touring a lot, like we'll probably be you know, looking into labels or whatever, but it's always, it's always been up in the air. And I think like that dependency that Emily was talking about is something that's just so important for 
or just Christians in general. Thanks for listening to this episode. As always, please head to thechurchcollective.com and connect with us there. We would love to connect with you and connect you with others. God bless you today.